Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. No, you're right. You're right. You want a natural conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. So we're going to get started. Welcome back, guys, to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I'm your host, Misty. And today we have, I always say, a pretty dope guest, but but <laughs> you're known in these streets. <laughs> a regular, regular <laughs> dude. No, I like to give credit where credit is due. You might be a regular dude. We have regular, regular dude. I know regular we got Joe. the regular degulars here, but you know, I like to give credit where credit is due. Um, because it's just the right thing to do. I think you, I think you give the recognition and, and that just goes a long way to the respect people have earned, not just, mm. you know, you just hand it out. Right. Um, and just me being a rookie in the space, you know, rookie, you almost at a hundred somewhere. I know, but that's still two rookie. years. That's, that's, that's lit. I've been 2018. I'm still learning. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm still a rookie. So yeah. 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 Well, for those of you who are in this pod space, you must know that voice. We have today the creator, the Rick H show, Rick Hierro. Am I saying your last name correctly? I don't want to. Yes, you are. Okay. I just want to make sure. Hierro, right. Mm -hmm. People butcher my last name up and I never say it here, but they just butcher my shit up all the time. Um, Welcome. Welcome to this platform. Thank you. Uh, where we get real comfortable being uncomfortable. No topic is ever off limits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I'll see you. He's like, oh, shit. What did I get myself into? Um, <laughs> it is amazing to have you here. Do you want to give a little bit of a background to my listeners of who Rick H is? So, um, I do a podcast. I write some stuff. I'm a dad to two kids. Uh, I work full time. Just a regular regular dude. Do you know how? Do you know how many times a month I say regular 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 on the show? <laughs> My listeners are gonna get irritated, but that's okay. That's what we're here for. All right, so we're gonna dive right in. Uh, mm. We always begin with raw mess of the week on the show, just oh, to give. <laughs> Just, you know, to give our, our very unsolicited opinions and advice that nobody mm-hmm. ever asked us for, but we just feel like talking shit about it, right? Um, there's something going on uh, in the world today, right? I'm not talking about the war. We don't get okay. all political shit here. Damn. No, 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 I was no, no, ready. No. I, I wrote some points down. No. Really? No. <laughs> I can't. I can't do that. I can't. It's, Putin it, fucking it's, up. Nah. It gets a little intense for me when it comes to the political space, especially mm-hmm. when we're at war. And, you know, I don't need another country getting a, a hold of this episode. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. we got to go bomb that bitch right now. So I don't I don't need all of that. I, I mean, don't. we're blocked in Russia right now. So we really are. You just never know. You just never know. Um, but there is something going on in the world today. And I kind of want to highlight it a little bit, because even though we are your regular regular people, uh, these people are technically that, too, even though they're celebrities and there's a little mm. theme behind it. Right. Is and this Kim like, and Kanye? It absolutely is. I have highlighted <laughs> them a little bit. I have highlighted them a little bit. Um, from the mental health perspective, I'm a mental health advocate. I work in the mental health space in my career mm-hmm. and just how the whole dynamic goes from a co-parenting perspective, divorce perspective, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards. Right. 
there's something that actually stirred up today and it's the stepping over the boundaries, right? Mm. When it comes to new lovers in the space. And so a lot of people feel that you can smile away. A lot of people feel, <sighs> oh, why are you even going to ask that question to someone who's married? Because I feel that everyone should be allowed to have some form of opinion and yeah. some form of advice in a situation like that, especially when we're looking at it from the angle that Ski and, and, and Kanye were friends. Like they were mm-hmm. friends. And I wanted your manly take on this whole shit. Because right. <laughs> it's messy as fuck in my book. I just, Shout out I to Pete like Davidson, it. by the way. Pete Davidson is fucking hilarious. Um, yes. There's this wrong on both sides. Okay. I feel, first of all, um, I don't think Pete's doing anything wrong. Um, okay. I think Kanye's kind of like being like a cyber bully. And he's just tired of the situation. You know, he's trying to he's trying to build a relationship with Kim. Like get all that. Um, Kanye got his points, though, you know, him not being invited to Chicago's birthday. I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, him wanting his kids at a Sunday service him. Mm-hmm. These are things that, you know, some men do go through. Um, unfortunately, fortunately for me, I'm married with my wife. I have yeah. my kids together, but I do have friends um, that do co-parent and yeah. they have like the greatest relationships ever. Yeah. So for me to see it, it's like wrong on both sides. And I think it's just the separate, they're going through that separation where Kim's trying to build a life for herself being single mm-hmm. and Kanye just, he's still stuck on her, but he still wants to be a father to his kids and he has every goddamn right to do so. So um, I, I, that I don't fault him for. I do fault him for like, you know, being a troll. Ah. Like he, he's a huge troll on the internet. Um, is he, good, is he a good troll? Do you think? I mean, I know I know there's I some serious so. behind this, I, but do you think he's a good troll? No, because look at the people he goes after. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift, Pete right. Davidson. Right. Like, right. If, if Kanye West were to stop the trolling bullshit, you know, and now he got Jason Lee, the director of his media. So it's going to get even worse. But shout out to Jason Lee, though. He built an empire. Yeah, um, he did. I just there's wrong on both sides. Wrong on Kim's behalf for trying to separate or weaponize the children against mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like she has and yeah. wrong on on Kanye's for involving her relationship mm-hmm. into the situation that he's in. Mm-hmm. So Pete Davidson got nothing to do with the children and the separation or anything like that. He just happens to be um dating Kim. And mm-hmm. if the text messages that were released today are real. Pete Davidson is a fucking G. He's a G. He really is. Um, definitely shout out to Pete. And he's um, standing up for himself. So yeah. much respect. Because first of all, Pete Davidson uh, has an illness. You yeah. know, he's he's dealt with for years. He's always spoke about mental mental uh, mental health. Um, mm-hmm. He made a joke about it on SNL, but he was concerned. Yeah. So he's always been an advocate for mental health. But yeah. he's like, yo you can't use mental health as an excuse to be an asshole it's true which which sometimes you know and plus he's kanye west like i, I think like people just let him get away with shit just because he's kanye west kanye. That, that don't mean shit to me like yeah yeah you got at the end of the day like i said this on a podcast before the easiest thing you could do is be nice to people just be nice like i don't understand like why it's so difficult like oh i guess they don't get clickbait they don't whatever yeah but yeah I, I'm nice to people that even hate my fucking guts. Amen to it's that. It's what it is. Yeah, it's it just it's what it is. Like I, I don't got no time. My time, 
I don't even want my own time. My kids do what my wife do. So I don't got time for any of that bullshit. So yeah, just yeah. be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you 100% on that. Um, Literally, it's the saying, kill them with kindness. And I am a fan of that saying. And I absolutely practice it to the best of my abilities, primarily because a lot of the time, 99% of the time, I don't want to get fired from my job. But you kill them with kindness. You keep it respectful. You keep I mean, but you said the key word is job. Like, this is. Mm, this is... I also choose to leave. I can yeah, also you choose can, to you move can, on. You can choose to leave, but. This is and I, this is for everybody. Yeah, go you ahead. gotta understand when you're, early, when, when you're when you're working, right? <laughs> you getting a check at the end of the week mm-hmm. to be there. Mm-hmm. Like those people are paying you for your services, so mm-hmm. they're not paying you for your personal feelings or your personal problem. Check mm. that shit at the door when you walk in. I got people in my job that don't like me, mm-hmm. but I made it my business to be nice to them and build the rapport and a relationship so we could coexist mm-hmm. at the workplace because I'm at my job, uh, 40 hours, 35 hours a week. Yeah. I see these people more than my family sometimes. So yes. you got to have some kind of peace where you're at yes. and it's a job people. They pay you to be there. Like, yes, ain't nobody there for your feelings. Like, yeah. Now, if someone said something to you or, um, uh, went cross some boundaries. Mm-hmm. You go to human resources for that. Talk, talk your sh- talk your Rick H shit. For the record, this was not intentional. It just <laughs> came this way, but it just it, there's a lot of intent behind this, and I'm a, I think I'm gonna send this link to a few people because just, they need to hear this. It's like I hear it every day. Oh, um, you know, I don't get paid enough. I don't get this. I don't get that. If you don't get paid enough, I'm gonna be honest with you. Then quit. Mm. Because there's other people, listen, then quit. There's other people that come and do the job. You gotta when you when like and not everybody loves their job, Mm -hmm. but it's something you gotta do to maintain yourself. Like I'm not gonna quit my job and just go podcast because like, oh shit, you know, I got a couple avenues opening up in the podcast world. Right. No, I have responsibilities as a person. Right. So I just think we the instant gratification and all the, the society we live in now, people forget about that. So, yeah, it just is what it is. It's interesting. Two things to that, because this is why I love the romance of the week. And I love it to be a surprising topic because you never know how it's going to lead. Right. Mm-hmm. Two things to that. One, did you see um, Kanye's Netflix documentary yet? Yes, I did. Amazing. I just it, amazing. Fan- fantastic. And <laughs> it could have been done by anybody, but I'm glad that those two guys got paid so much money for it. Yes, absolutely. It's if you haven't watched it, please go watch. Got a behind the scenes to that, though. I know someone that was supposed to do that documentary for MTV and Kanye fucked them over. So uh, Damn. It's, yeah. <laughs> wait, it's, is wait, is the double those platform learning this from your mouth first? Yeah. I don't think I've said this on the public, but I know a lot of people in the industry. And I think that um, that actual documentary was going to be because the guy that was filming it. Right. Mm-hmm. He didn't have editing skills. Right. That's why you see Chike on it. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's it, um, I think it's Kuri and Chike. Yeah. They yeah. Together. Yeah. So. Um, the documentary, the raw footage went to someone that I know. Uh-huh. Um. And he partnered up with Kuti and Chike, but they're working on it actively for MTV. So it could be like an MTV thing. Yeah. And Kanye put a whole squash to it. And then um, the person I know got cut out of the equation. And, and these two guys ended up getting 30 million. But he's good now. He 
works for yeah. a huge, huge, huge studio. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Thank you for that. <laughs> the other just... piece. <laughs> the other piece I wanted to tackle with the commentary you just said about the you know you get paid for this the being you know mm-hmm. kind and if you don't you don't like your job you know then just quit or you don't think you get paid enough you set a key component there for us who are creatives and we're in the creative mm-hmm. space right and do we just pick up and we just quit that job to just pursue podcasting there are podcasts and I know a few a few of them probably mm-hmm. a good two handfuls maybe or just one who from being podcasters did decide to quit their job and dive into the podcasting space. And from all of those that I know, it didn't just rely on the podcasting. Technically, I feel like a lot of them had to have that push or continue with that drive of becoming, becoming full on entrepreneurs and then had to branch out and create a whole business. It's uh, just like everything in life is a transition. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I got a timetable on, on me too. Right. Um, not me to the movement, but me right. myself, <laughs> as far as my career. But right. um, I do have a timetable worked out already. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to be smart about it. Yeah, there's a lot of creatives out there. You have passion, you have the ability, you have the skill. Um, Ivan Manito's like one of the most, that's a genius right there. People say Kanye West, I, I, Caesar, Ivan Manito Castillo. That is a genius. Okay. So, um. You just got to like Dex, my man Dex used to work a full time gig left and he just lives off his work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay Ramirez, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Pavel Martinez does a podcast on this specific subject, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's just is a timetable. Um, and I think it's a transition. You got to know yourself. You got to know your situation. If you're mm-hmm. a single person, you you could take more of a risk. If you're not right. and you have kids, you have obligations. You got to you got you got to have two things you got to have the wits on how you're going to do it mm-hmm. and you got to have a super strong support system so um like if i started podcasting and my wife was like nah i'm not feeling you in this space <laughs> it, it'd be a problem like so <laughs> the fact that she's like yes you you could do it go ahead like she supports it and yeah. anything i do she's like oh that's cool like keep keep doing it keep pushing yeah. so yeah I like that. That's amazing. Transition, transition, know yourself, know your situation. If you could take that risk, take that risk. You know why? Because Uh once you took the risk, 50 years from now, you can say, oh, I took that risk and I failed, but I thought I was going to do better. Right. Yeah. But if you don't 50 years from now, you'll be like, yo, I had the hottest podcast in the fucking game and I never took the leap and blah, 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 blah. So I'd rather die with no regrets no regrets no regrets i like this he just probably nailed every single segment on the show but that's all right we're gonna still dive in <laughs> we're gonna go right into the as raw as a get segment and this is where i want to get a little deeper with rick h okay oh, no. no don't say oh no ain't too deep <laughs> how many times do you get asked question of oh, how what made you start the podcast how many times do you get that question just in general um being a you know you're a host so how many times you ask that question i really don't i really don't ask the question i like to know what made you do it i like to know Um, what is it did you just wake up one day and decide that today i want to have a voice with a microphone and a camera and a whole editing mm -hmm. system um what is the real 
behind the story scene to that. I I don't want to know all the okay. surface shit. So it, it just I've answered this question a lot, and I've, I've asked like because every time I have a creative, I want to know like well, what made you get into that field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's always it's a boring question, but it's an interesting question depending on the response. Right. Mine is a boring ass response. So, so bore, us, work, bore us. <laughs> I used to work with my brother, my younger brother, mm-hmm. and a good friend of mine, Paulie B. We all worked together and we would all have conversations about sports, you know, uh, pop culture, anything do, that's going on. Do you on, want to tell us what's your favorite baseball team by any chance? Oh, it's, it's the Mets. It's the Mets. We're just so, yeah, leave that there. It's the Mets. I know. Um, Yankees are racist. I, I just. <laughs> um, um, so we just started like we had these really good conversations, um, mm-hmm. and we're all into the UFC MMA, so we follow that. And I was like, let's do a podcast. And they were like, Yeah, let's do it. Blah blah blah. Every week we'd be like, Yo, we should do it, we should do it because they were funny, and we're like, Yo, we think this is funny, which somebody else think is funny, but they never followed up on it. So uh I started like getting like my stuff in order, started studying, reading, like how to do it. And I couldn't come up with a clever name, uh, you know, like some of these podcasts have like, you know, double dose of raw talk, <laughs> talk your shit, what they never told us, quien tu eres, uh, yeah, el, sa- yeah. el Salon Chronicle. Um, every time I give it up to all these podcasts, because every time Latinos out loud, mm-hmm. every time I hear the name, I'm like, damn, you know, and I got the fucking Rick A show. But it's, <laughs> it's what I rock with, you know, it's what I roll with. That's what the name <laughs> I put on it. And that's also your name. <laughs> I was the one that was putting all the work in. And because you see people can pronounce my last name, I just yeah. cut it to H. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's why I got into it. And then it, it beginning, it was just like sports. Okay. And then it grew into something else and it woke up something inside of me mm-hmm. that was dormant for a while. Cause I used to do radio when I was in college and um, I used to go to CCNY. Mm, nice. WCCR back then it was 640 AM. I don't know what it is now. They change. I know it changed it on the dial. The one 640 AM. Wait, is that your um, radio voice? Was that your radio yeah. voice? Or something? No, my radio voice is my regular voice. You oh, know, okay. Just, when I worked at McDonald's. It sounded like you had a little bass there. Wow. Yeah, when I worked at McDonald's, mm-hmm. uh, I was 18 years old. Somebody told me I should do opera or be on the radio. Okay. So when I went into college, I went into radio. and nice. I did have a voice for that. But yeah, WCCR, <laughs> the one. No, when I started doing it, it was uh, it was good. And it woke up something inside of me. And then. I just felt for a while Washington Heights was a misunderstood neighborhood. People would just come up town and just party and shit and didn't even know like all the historical right. things about it and all the dope people that live there. So I wanted to highlight some of those people. And I just started interviewing friends of mine um, like Dex, uh, the mayor, DP, uh, Louis Tapia, who does Lou Knows Good, mm-hmm. which is a nonprofit. A bunch of people. And then I just started booking like big names. You have booked big <laughs> names. I, will, I, I like, give you that. You really? You, you want to be on my podcast? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It just grew from there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Doing for your community, for the Heights, right? Yeah. Because I agree with you. I do think it's a very misunderstood mm-hmm. neighborhood, community. 
Um, I know some of the most amazing people there, not just professionally, not just pot space, mm-hmm. but also just personally. I have purposely worked in the Heights part of my career for many years. Mm-hmm. And it's probably some of my best um, moments when you service your community, whether it's through your career, through any platform, right? Mm-hmm. And the people, right? But most importantly, one of the things that all stands the most to me for the Heights is the culture. Um, yeah. You I know think, the vibes. I know. I do know the vibes. There's the little, culture over there. The culture. And, and, and you know what it is? It's like. And it's like alive and you feel it. Yes. And it's really, honestly, it's multicultural. Like it yes. really is. And, um, you know, I, I've been sharing this a little bit more, a little bit more transparent here on my platform, a little bit of the background um, when it comes to my family, my parents, you know, they came from Ecuador and my mom and my dad stationed themselves on Amsterdam Avenue on 161st. That's where they first arrived to have a little small apartment to start their family, to start their factory jobs. And one of the things they don't stray away from is the community, the people. It's very well, welcoming. Yes. Yes. Um, and you're talking the seventies, you're talking mm-hmm. the seventies where oh, it was not so easy. It, it was not no. easy in New York city and it was not easy there, but they were still welcomed. They were mm-hmm. still welcome. They didn't know so many people. They came from a completely different country. And mm-hmm. shout out to the Heights for that because, you know, and then they just crossed the bridge and, you know, stationed themselves in the Bronx, you know, which is why we're Yankee fans. Over I here. mean, but- the, the Bronx, I mean, <laughs> Yankees are racist. The, off the, socks. <laughs> the, the Bronx is uh, is something else. So Craze, my co-host and best friend, had a sexual life partner. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy he wrote Bury Me in the Bronx. Um, it's mm-hmm. not done yet. We only did one episode, I know. Yeah. But uh, we got a ton of raw shit. Um, but I'm so happy he wrote that because it shows what the Bronx really is. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's all like it's pop. It's like it's popular. It's in to be from the Bronx. Like, yeah, Bronx. Mm-hmm. Bronx Brewery is fire. I'm not getting at them. But, you know, Bronx mm-hmm. Brewery, Bronx Cafe, everybody. Yeah. Is, and the year thing, which I wish people wouldn't do anymore because it went from something that's like from the neighborhood to like now you think you get instant street cred just from saying you're uh, <laughs> it's just um, not the street cred. <laughs> yeah, what? I, I, I went to a meeting and I guess they didn't read where I was from and somebody was like to welcome me. They were like, yeah. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, my guy, I don't, that's not me, you know. That's that's not. So, but they wanted to be in. They wanted to be in the crowd. They want to be dope. Like people feel like I see even influencers on Instagram. Damn, I got a lot of friends that are influencers. So I'm but not you guys, that, not you. Not <laughs> no, else. not Tommy, not Nueva York, not, <laughs> not Jay. Not, not, I'm talking about like it's your girl this or it's your boy this or it's your and like I've met these people in real life and they don't talk like that Mm. so why is the facade the character whatever that's just my whole thing but the Bronx is beautiful Craze wrote the Bronx is burning Um, and he's from 167 in Girard by Yankee Stadium so nice nice he's not even a Yankee fan you know (laughs) you know you just had to throw that shit in there Mm. Uh, shout out to 174 takes that's where I grew up um, born and raised, my mama literally walked up to Bronx Lebanon, to give birth to me, and walked oh, right man. back a few days later. You lucky you here. You lucky you <laughs> Bronx Lebanon. Bronx I don't Lebanon. want listen. I don't want to shit. I don't want to get sued by Bronx Lebanon. No, but... go ahead. They changed their name. Go ahead. 
Turkish. Oh, they did. They yes. did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Now, Turkish. I- Ivan was my friend. Ivan, he's from the Bronx, and he's like, mm. if you want to die, go there. <laughs> you think so? Nah, bro. It's another. It's another hospital, it's, but they haven't changed their name, so I can't say their name. It's Bronx, Lebanon, and they. No, I know for a fact it's Bronx, Lebanon. Cute. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 not that good. If I got shot right in front of Bronx, Lebanon, I'm like, yo, drive me across the bridge. I'll go to uh, New York Presbyterian, which used to be Columbia. That's why I used to work. I once worked there. Yeah. yeah. One, six, eight. Oh, years. so yeah. you, you might know my cousin, but yeah. I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm a, yeah. Listen, this, this, this is literally, he means it like you cross the bridge, literally. My yeah. exit was Jerome Avenue <laughs> between Webster and Jerome, literally. When Take I say it here, like. Bridge. What what I say here, like one of my and people are like, what the fuck? Like, that's one of your favorite things to do as a child. I live watching over the cross Bronx. My window of my room would watch over the cross Bronx and fun. A fun game for us was how many cars can my brother count? How many count, how many cars can I count? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the type of shit we used to do. And literally it was like it was one world on this side of the bridge and it was another world on the other side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's what it's like. So great memories for that one. Um. So giving back to the community for you, bringing on to the platform mm-hmm. some big names. Was it that these big names were reaching out to you because of the evolution? Hell of the no. OK, so that's <laughs> that's why I want to get to the bottom of. Nah, there was a few like Manny Perez is mm-hmm. always been a gracious and humble man. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that dude. Eternally grateful to him. Um, Oz Rodriguez didn't have to, Oz Rodriguez. He's the director yeah. of Saturday Night Life. He didn't have to be yeah, on my yeah. show, but yeah. he said yes. I mean, I, I there was there was people that said yes right away. Yeah. Um, John Leguizamo, I still haven't had on the show. Um, and you've I've, you've been you've been saying that for quite some time. I, I don't got him on the show. I mean, I've had like dialogue here and there. Um, mm-hmm. I had his sister on the show. Yeah. Which it turned out to be better because Marie is an amazing person um like when my kid was born she hit me up congratulations blah, blah 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 she's such a dope and nice person um i get it you know he's he's big news you don't want to be yeah. on a small time platform but it is <laughs> it is what it don't make or break my show yeah somebody okay. asked me oh, yes i almost closed the rick a show in december because i didn't know you know i was just in the middle of buying a house my wife was pregnant we were moving mm-hmm. away there was a lot of uncertainty in my life. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do my final episode. You know, I lost. Ellie was going to record uh, an album. I shouldn't have said that. I don't know. I think she spoke about it already. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. So Ellie was leaving the show because you didn't do an album. Craze yeah. was going. Me and Craze are still working on some other shit on the side. Yeah. But he wasn't going to be on the show full time. So I was like, yo, let me just scrap the Ricky show and do something else. So they asked me who would be an artist that I would bring or, or someone I would bring the show back. And I said, if John was to call me and say, let's do an episode, I would do it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah I'm yeah. still a fan, you know, but yeah, it is what it is. I've spent, I spend heavy money on seeing that man stand up every single time since the moment I could. Like, he's listen, just... I have seen Freak. I yeah. met him. I was a young kid. I, I stood outside afterwards. I met him. He autographed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like, uh, I'm a fan of his. Yeah. 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 He's Not like... a stan, but a fan. But, you know, now I'm friends with his sister. So it's, it's, that's that's better for me because Marie is now I'm telling you, she's cool, man. She's yeah. such a I called her. When was it in August? So I was yeah. producing several podcasts over the summer. Damn, I'm sidetracking. So I was producing uh-huh. like six, seven, eight shows over the summer mm-hmm. um, that weren't mine. 
And one of the ones I was producing, the host was like, oh, is there a way I can interview this person? I was mm -hmm. like, yo, look at my catalog. Anybody I've interviewed, if you want them, just let me know now so I could figure it out. Right. And she was like, oh, can I interview? Three of them was like, yo, can I interview Maureen? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can make that happen. Just uh, give me some time. But one of them was like she was consistent. Like, yo, I would like to have her on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and I just called her. She was like, yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. And then the timing, she was doing the Emmys or something. So we had to reschedule it, but it, mm -hmm. it still worked out. She got there. She said yes. So if I call Marie right now, I'm like, yo, Marie, I need you on another show. She'll say yes. Mm -hmm. That I like that. And all the, the TLC people, I can't. Uh, I love my 90 Day Fiance TLC folks. So um, I'm a fan of that show. And yeah. I got some friends that are on the show now. So mm -hmm. um, I can't forget about them. They've kept me alive. Okay, okay, okay. Did you did you ever see how far the show could go and the type of networking and the type of friendships and collaborations that you've made um with this much time building up? Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no, because I've done other projects where I, I built a big network. Mm -hmm. So the networking was not an issue for me. Okay. Um but the people like Yuli, Jesse Torero, like the, that, the way that shit extends, mm -hmm. I didn't see it going that far, mm -hmm. but I, I did see the network coming, um, but I didn't see like the extent of where it would go. I still mm -hmm. like to this day, like people ask me, what's the surprise person that surprised you said yes. And it was Jesse Torero. Mm -hmm. And Jesse Torero and I had like some conversations before I even asked him to be a guest on my show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's how like and yuli i'm not gonna use the clip but yuli said some shit on the podcast that was like <laughs> almost made me cry like he was like bro you asked me because it was for me to get yuli on the show it was like a year two years and he's like people do podcasts but they fade they like they, they, they they're not they're not yeah. about that like yeah and he's like the amount of work that you've put in the mm -hmm. awards that you've won and yada yada he went in on a soliloquy and he was like you've earned my time i mean you were talking all this shit when, when i opened the show that, trying to present like, introduce you like bro, i'm like, still a regular ass dude I, 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 and i get it that. and i get none it and that. i get it but i do feel that you know it's not about being like someone it's not mm -hmm. about just like the idolizing someone but it is admirable to see someone do it when you want to maintain a career maintain your parenthood maintain your livelihood and still push forward with hosting executive producing your own show right um my writing you know that i this opened doors for me in voiceover acting and scripting for an mm -hmm. audio drama podcast you know yeah an likewise. opportunity you know it's like I didn't see that part coming. I had no mm -hmm. idea, but I met the right person who mm -hmm. listened to me say, I love to write, you know, and, and gave me an opportunity that it has, mm -hmm. you know, reignited passions, um, interests, you know, mm -hmm. and has led me into a very comfortable space that if I was to be approached to do a voiceover acting or an audio drama of any kind, because, you know, some of y'all have heard that the episode that I wrote in an audio, you know, recorded and it's a little raunchy and stuff. 
I will feel that comfortable. I would without a doubt, because that is my on stage. That is a space that is a creative space for me. And it, it is rewarding to be able to challenge yourself and to do that. And like I said, it's admirable to see that other people can do it. And there's a little bit of a fear behind it when I'm, a, you know, when I started, I make two years on March 17th doing this, you know, at the onset of a whole pandemic was the birth of this podcast. And I didn't know where it was going to lead. I almost didn't start. I almost thought, damn, this is a little fucked up to start some shit when the whole world is like fucking crumbling down. Maybe I should think about this. somebody who was where I was <laughs> in the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> Give it to host, us. Hosting live shows. <laughs> I thought I was over. Yeah. 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 And then like two weeks, I, I took like a week to and I had just got nominated for a podcasting award. That's what I want to talk about, too. So, like <laughs> pandemic hits and I'm like, how the fuck I'm make this shit happen? Yeah. And I figured it out. Yeah. 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 It's and it all gave me space to go. Everything I've done is also it gave yeah. me space to go like, you know, Giancarlo mm. Canela live from his poolside in Miami interviewing mm-hmm. me while, while I'm in New York. So mm-hmm. it, it was nice. I do miss. I've done one episode live and in person since the beginning of COVID. And that was with Ken Stars. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I miss that interaction with the audience. Yeah. I had around 45 people one time in one of my tapings. Nice. And it's one of the greatest episodes I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just the guests and us were going back and forth with the audience. And it was great. But yeah. COVID, and that was halted. Huh? It was. It was it, there was a halt to that. Yeah, it was yeah. big time. That yeah. rest, the bar I recorded on almost closed. Yeah. Um, but thank God they didn't. Thank God they were able to make it through. Yeah. Uh, so here you are, two years later, you're still podcasting. COVID. If COVID to? can't put a stop to you, then nothing can. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. We're making moves here. Um, and don't be scared. Board. Reach out to everybody. No, yeah, that's definitely, you know, I'm I'm very confident in the in the pitching aspect of it all. Mm. Um I, I that I will say I take pride in that. Um I mean recently you had a couple of people I was like, oh shit, like Mozo was here. That's, yeah. Everybody know that's my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. and for and for the record, for my listenership, uh, you know, a shout out to Rick for even dropping these names. It's not to just name drop. I want you guys to really look up these people no, and understand that's, that's, who these people are. That's my fucking guy. Like yeah. I love Mozo. Yeah, like there, there's a reason. Oh, why. Rick. Rick was the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a reason um, why I've extended this type of of platform the way I have because it, it's meaningful to have these people as guests on my show. Um, and you've done it already. You know, you, you, you know, these people, you've had them on your platform. So it's pretty mm-hmm. dope to be able to share that a little bit. I produce um, some of Mozo's stuff. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I did my research. But uh, because it was because like, honestly, I was on Mo- Mozo invited me to be on his show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking for a co-host. I wasn't going to do like a, a media group or whatever. Yeah. which ended up being a media group right. i did his show but his the vibe <laughs> with mozo is just so dope i was like yo yeah. bro i need to work with you on something let me just let me help you out with something you know mm-hmm. and we had a conversation over the summer and we just started doing things together yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a good dude 
Yeah, he really is. He really is. That's definitely that episode um, was very, very impactful on my end on this platform. So shout out to Mozo for that. Um, The award. I literally have it as and the award goes to. Okay. Um, It's not, you know, it's not about, oh, you know, I got this. I got that. It's literally I want to know what does that feel like for you to, to even be a nominee nominated for an award when it comes to the space and the work you're self-taught. And I want to highlight that you are self-taught. It feels good. It feels satisfying. Okay. Um, winning or losing doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah. this year I got nominated for nine awards in two different shows. Yes. And yeah. I didn't win any. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, I won one last year. I was nominated for three awards last year and I came away with one. Mm-hmm. and i was like oh maybe i get one or two this year yeah but then it was like reality kicked in like nah the, the you could be on top of the mountain and the shit yeah. can be taken away just enjoy the ride bro so um it's good it's good to get nominated yeah it doesn't make or break my show yeah um what i got out of the the land podcast awards is better yeah. than winning the award like i have a friendship with the man that owns that and runs that and yes. I also have I've made like friendships with other podcasts that have been on there mm. so um also with the uh, people's choice awards mm-hmm. um, this show is sponsored by queens infusions a mompreneur owned brand that creates terpenes and cbd infused wellness products Woman-owned, mompreneur, small business-owned, Queens Infusions wellness products are homemade in small batches from locally sourced ingredients, and they are my absolute favorite. To mellow out, to chill, to enjoy the scent, the taste, ooh, you name it. You don't want to miss this. Go to the show notes, go to Queens Infusions Etsy shop, and at checkout, use DDRT code for 20% off, courtesy of Double Those Raw Talk Podcasts. I made it my mission to network with all those people. So, mm-hmm. but the award is cool. I got one. Yeah. I got a couple of nominations, but it doesn't validate. At the end of the year, I don't sit back like, yo, I did 60,000 on this episode and I right. got seven awards. Nah. Right. If I did 25 episodes out of those 25, how many of them were dope? To me, in my opinion. And if the number's over 50% of it, then I was like, yeah, I did a good job. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think what's what's pretty amazing, um, for one, it is seeing that there are more spaces recognizing the work mm-hmm. of podcasters, for one. Um, mm-hmm. It's the Latino podcast. You got to pay like 350 to get nominated. So like, right. so you got to submit your work. It costs money, like yeah. Webby's. Yeah. Webby's, Telly's, and this an, another the publisher, publishing publishers podcast award. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's great that there's a space for the nomination, but um it, it costs money. A mm-hmm. independent podcasters don't do that unless you're on a network, the network mm-hmm. pays for it itself. Right. Um B is usually celebrities that have a podcast that get nominated and win mm-hmm. in those shows. So mm-hmm. I if you know when I saw like friends of mine latinos allowed nominated for webby right mm-hmm. i was like damn that's mm. a fucking accomplishment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and, the com- and they were like it was they were the finalists like and i voted for them and everything but to get nominated in a show like that mm-hmm. it's a big deal 
because usually what happens is yes they do go with celebrity like you know will ferrell's uh will ferrell's anchorman and shit like yeah. that but i heart got an award ceremony now i don't yeah. know how that's gonna do <laughs> it's good to get an award don't get me mm-hmm. wrong but my mm-hmm. award is interviewing some of the people that get on my show that's my yeah award. yeah i have to agree with you one thousand percent i i have to agree it's not i think it's like yeah you could show it off but for me it's oh. like eventually well not eventually ultimately it's what did i get out of it that that's what it is is in an attic right now is in a box in an attic (laughs) don't say no i enjoyed it i listen i you know what i did with that award we took the trophy to watch the heights and went around the entire hood with it nice Um, nice eventually i'm gonna redo my studio down here and it'll be up in the wall whatever yeah but it doesn't it shouldn't make or break you yes you should submit your work because you want to um critique and evaluate where you are in this space uh, up against other podcasts Mm -hmm. you know but um things that for me are better like somebody calls you to do an article on you or you know you get pulled on the news or things those things to me are more validating than awards yeah and you have you have actually saw the segment you were on Mm -hmm. pix 11 i did see that twice Uh, twice you were were. the first time was about the show (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and the second time was about the panel that we did which was amazing amazing. (laughs) shout out to Riddell, Maleni, Rachel, Natasha, Ivan Mm -hmm. and there were people there that just came to chill and watch the event that like like Romel Romel Mm -hmm. got a film out in Mad Film Festival called Super Blocked he was just chilling there Frank Names who's all Latinos allowed he was just chilling there Riddell's whole fam was there his Mm -hmm. sister if you follow Riddell Ortiz and you don't follow his sister and you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm going to stop being ashamed of myself and I'm going to go make sure I follow his sister. <laughs> Liz Bell is the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, accomplished writer. She's mm-hmm. got a book out. Um, his whole family is very nice. Mm-hmm. Who else? There was, a, there was a couple of people there. That was, it was a I crowd. Was like, Damn, it was a crowd. Yeah. You showed up. For yeah. This. You had an amazing panel for one. So it was called, it is called Uptown Live, the show. Mm-hmm. And you had a panel of creative podcasters, content creators, and mm-hmm. it was it was amazing to see when I saw your artwork, right, of when you were presenting the show. It was amazing to see just the people you gathered for the panel, and yeah, I, I, like just to see the dynamic there, just the variety, the variation, the work. It was yeah. like, damn, that's gonna be. Dope. It, it was done intentionally. Like mm-hmm. we had. Rachel, who's been in podcasting for a while, and she's mm-hmm. a vet. She knows Rachel is a person that you need to know. And then it's like Natasha from Talk Your Shit. She's new mm-hmm. in the circle and she's getting her her feet wet, but she's being she's successful so far. Yeah. So yeah. like you were gonna hear it from both ends. And then I had Riddell and Ivan. Like Riddell doesn't do stand up comedy, but Ivan does, and yeah. Ivan writes, and Riddell mm-hmm. does the content. And there was just so many gems dropped that night. Like, Riddell was like, if I post a video and it gets one like, but I have fun doing it, then I achieve my purpose. That's right. So, yeah. yeah. And then Natasha was like, she was a little, when the show began and we were, the questions were going, Melanie was asking questions, by the way. Mm-hmm. Melanie, 
if you <laughs> think Melanny is Melanny through what you see on Instagram, then you really don't know her. Like she's mm-hmm. she's super smart. Mm-hmm. Um and she's just carving her own lane. Like she doesn't there's things that she does outside of just those little sketches that she does with chicklets. Right. Like that that brought notoriety to her, but there's there's just so many more layers to her and to Chicklet himself. Yeah. Um so Natasha was just like feeling a little like out of place, like, oh my God, these people are so accomplished. And Riddell was like, nah, sis, this is your space. This is what you need to be at, blah, blah, blah. And he went in. So it, it was just a good, good, good atmosphere. And I wanted experienced people that you know, like when I called Riddell, I was like, yo, I'm gonna have Rachel, Ivan, and Melanie on a panel. He's like, yo, hell yeah, that shit is dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we might do another one. Mm-hmm. We might do one another one. We were supposed to do one in March for um, women in comedy. Mm, and nice. um, my daughter was born last month, so I haven't had mm-hmm. the chance. Congratulations. To, thank you. <laughs> I haven't had the chance to do anything else but be a dad. And um, mm-hmm. so all my creative stuff took a back burner because, my, like I said, my kids own my time first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I plan to do a couple more panels like that with because there was a lot of people that reached out to me like if you do another one I'm 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 down to be on it. Mm-hmm. No, we and I, I was like, oh shit, for real? He's like, yeah, yeah. this was absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, in this time we definitely want to go support. So please let us know mm-hmm. once that's in the works, and we can definitely make sure probably in the summer. The yeah, Pro- we'd love to go see this, and we'd love to be present for that and show the support. Probably in I- Washington Heights. I only do shit in the Heights unless you're paying me some crazy buku money to leave my neighborhood. But... Even to come to the Bronx, really? I'll do. I'll do some stuff in the BX. Okay. I'll do some stuff in the BX. But okay. I, I kind of like. I like making people make that trip. You it's know, worth it. like, like when in the Heights came out. I was hyped, not because of the movie, but I was hyped because people were going to be in the area yeah. and they were going to see what people in that area go through and live live by mm-hmm. every day. Like I was hyped for El Malecón, you know, El Conde. I was hyped for the bodegas. Yes. You know, I was I was hyped for that, like for those mm-hmm. people to get a win off the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, Shout out to In the Heights. Some of the dancers, mm-hmm. well, a lot of the dancers um, come from the background with KR3T's Keep Right to the mm-hmm. Top um, with Valera Galarza. Um, a lot of the dancers I known growing up working in after school programs in the Bronx came from Carrie Chase in Spanish Harlem. Her mm-hmm. son was um, Petey in In the Heights, um, Noah, and he started dancing since he was two. And I remember going to support the shows, the annual fundraisers, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you have fellow community members from one neighborhood to the next, literally you're in Spanish Harlem, you move your way up, you end up in the Heights in, in second mm-hmm. heartbeat. And then would in the Bronx. Yeah, everything. And it's like, you really have to be able to support and give recognition. I know there was a whole controversy behind the whole in the Heights movie, and I get it. But I mean, that's good. It was good controversy. Yes. But at the same time, Lee Manuel Miranda went to a business meeting and said, I'm doing this film. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nobody in Hollywood that was going to do or had the clout to do it. Like mm-hmm. he, yeah. Were, what do you want to do? He could have did anything. He could have lived uh, uh, Freestyle Love Supreme, which is the other show he does. He could have mm-hmm. did anything else. And like, now nah, I want to do this. This play I did on Broadway is successful. This is what made me because yeah. he did all of this before he did in the Heights on Broadway. I saw it before when he was in it. That's yeah. when I saw the play. Yeah. yeah. And he sure. went into a meeting and then just Hollywood took over. And you can't be I'm not apologizing for Hollywood, but that's just how the business is. But it opened up the conversation and it gave us a lane. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I was not going to be like, nah, I'm not going to go see that film. Correct. Correct. I, I have to agree. Because when something happens where it's in the area and we have to, I will never talk bad about anybody that's from Washington Heights. Okay. In the media circle. <laughs> I could hate that person's guts, but if that person is doing something, I'm going to be like, yo, I'm supporting this person. Right. Right. I think that goes in hand with what you do. You know, mm-hmm. you you made sure that this platform you created had its presence there. And mm-hmm. I, I that's something you have to respect. You cannot not respect it. Same way with Lynn. You have to respect what he did regardless. Um, mm-hmm. it, the truth he is, even said he could have did it better. I, like, I'm not like I'm not an OD fan, but he. Yeah, he, he did. Know, he did. And, and every time I got asked in interviews, how do you feel about nice? You've been from Washington. I was like, oh, that's good. That's a good movie. Can't wait to see it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot, which is true. A lot of people that I knew were in the film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is what it is. I feel like, especially in the creative spaces and the in the spaces and industry where it involves acting, comedy, singers, um, dancers, uh, even us in this space as well. Um, unfortunately, we don't. Unfortunately, but fortunately, we're not going to please everyone. Not everyone is going to like every single no. hit. Every it's like single when you work. go to a restaurant, you order mofongo. There's a chance that mofongo is not going to taste good. So like. It, you, it's got to be the same thing. Like some people thought in the Heights was the greatest thing they ever seen in their life. And certain people were like, nah, this is the worst. Like it is what it is. Do you, you know, it's funny when I had um, Rick, Rick Herrera here, cause this is Rick Hierro. Um, yeah. When I had Rick Herrera, we went on this whole Sancocho the conversation. The Wind yeah. and Cloud podcast. Oh, Would nice. you like to just detail to my listeners what Mofongo is? Because we've been given lessons here on dishes and we Mofongo gave a whole lesson on Sancocho the other day. So Mofongo is a Puerto Rican dish originally <laughs> from Puerto Rico. It's basically mm-hmm. uh, green plantains all mashed up mm-hmm. into like a little cloud. And it has yeah. some sort of protein in it. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite is the Pernell <laughs> in English for my English folks. But for my Spanish for Penny, tu sabes, Penny, Penny. Yeah, that's Penny. my shit. So um, <laughs> it's delicious. It comes with a little sauce that you dip the green plantain in. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So many things you could do with plantains. Yeah. Okay. It, yes. Yes. For some of y'all, y'all already know a little bit of dishes with the green plantains, but definitely mofongo is the shit. Mofongo is delicious. It's delicious. It really is. My brother's actually out in Puerto Rico and he sent a picture of his mofongo that he was enjoying. Um, no piñones? Oh. I didn't okay. ask him, but he's he's just he's just out there. He's he's out there living his best life. So. Listen, I'm 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 blessed. I'm Dominican. My wife's Puerto Rican and Cuban. So we have those three Ooh, islands intact. Nice. I yes. just need to adopt like a Jamaican child. That way we have all four <laughs> islands together, you know, because yes. there's, there's some good vibes in Jamaica. There's some good food. So yes, and they're all is. close together. So like I have mm-hmm. I get my Sancocho from DR, I get my Mofongo from PR, I get my um, Roba Vieja from Cuba, yes. you know, so. So I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I in my have space. to ask. I have to ask. Does mm-hmm. your wife and shout out to your wife if this is very true. But does your wife make Cuban frijoles negros like real my mother? My wife does. Okay. My mother in law kills mm. that shit all mm. the time. Yes. So um, <sighs> I it's, it's, it's a process It's a process. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yeah. I got to see. I got to see what's in there. If there ain't no leaves in there, that's not a real Cuban black bean. So that's right. Don't even bring it to my table. That's right. Um, <laughs> and I've had some of the best croquetas ever. Uh, uh-huh. 
that were made by my wife's grandmother. So mm. um, my mother-in-law, she makes some really good black beans and meatballs. And she mm-hmm. does a couple other things that she's really good at. Yeah. Um, my wife does make it too. Yeah. So yeah. It's, in the, it's in the circle. It's in the family. We're still chefing yeah. up and Puerto yeah. Rican food. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Maggie. Maggie um, is one of my um, friends, Rebecca, her mom. And when I was pregnant, she would make the black beans and the croquetas and send it my way. Cuban. <laughs> Just cute. Yo, that was my thing. So, let me tell you something. <laughs> During Christmas, I've been with my wife eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight years. During Christmas and mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, oh, I, damn. So my, my wife's aunt makes this rice. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. We learned it today. Okay. But but during Christmas and Thanksgiving, I always look forward to having my mother-in-law's Benny with okay. the black beans and white rice. Oh, oh, and it's <laughs> oh. yo. <laughs> I'll have the, the one with Thanksgiving, I'll have turkey on my first plate, but the second plate, I'm going back for that. Benin. Yep. <laughs> what what the real question is with or without the skin? Con el cuero, sin el cuero. Nah, it's not real. Um, for, for, well, the pork that I'm talking about is the one that's like it, it rips apart and falls on skin. Oh, You're talking I know about that the fried one. one. Yeah, yeah. I know that the, one. The, but... the skin is the appetizer, though. You gotta have you gotta have the skin with you on the plate. Yeah. You gotta eat the skin first. Yes. You know, for consistency. Yes. Uh, the crunchiness. <laughs> yes. And then the rice and beans you eat with the panini. Uh, <laughs> I hope I made. I hope we just made every single one of my listeners extremely hungry, and then they go to the heights. And flautas. So flautas <laughs> for Cubans are uh, tostones. So yes, yes. No mariquitas. Mariquitas. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mariquitas. Yeah. Flautas is Mexican. Yeah. Mariquitas. So they call they ice right. yeah. up the green plantains a little smaller, mm-hmm. but they're amazing. So nice, nice. I hope if you're a New York City na- native, you head over to the heights at this moment. And you um Galicia's on one seven. Here we go. Here we go. Got on Broadway and one seven shit. I think it's one seven eight. It sounds about right. One seven eight right. in Broadway. It's called Galicia's. It's, yeah. a, it's a Cuban place. They make good Cuban food there. There we um, go. Um there's Salvadorian food in the heights of Ecuadorian. There's everything. There's everything. There's everything. So, everything. Multicultural. Give me a country, I'll tell you a block to go to. So <laughs> multicultural all right we're gonna go a little further into the double or nothing this is a little deeper um but you already had (laughs) you already highlighted a little bit about this right um it's growing up in the hood and now you're in fatherhood what Mm -hmm. does that look like for rick h what it was like for you as a kid versus what it is for you as a father today i mean as a kid my dad wasn't really involved in my life I had a stepdad. He worked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the father figures I looked up to were my uncles mm-hmm. and okay. and any and any of my aunt's husbands. So mm-hmm. they're my uncles from marriage. Yeah. So my cousin Gene, who I'm really close with, his dad was always around. Mm-hmm. Um my uncle Raymond, who passed away, RP, he was always around, always there. Um, so I kind of like had dads or male role models but i didn't have them like full-time in the house 24 mm-hmm. 7. you mm-hmm. see my stepdad i adore him to death but he he was a livery cab driver so he worked a lot a so lot. he wasn't really yeah so it's like 12 14 hours shifts um so he wasn't really 
like there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, he was like my stepfather. So it wasn't I didn't know what that was. So I didn't know what to be a father was. But I did take little pieces of what I thought a great father would be from mm-hmm. those men. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from the six women that raised me, plus mm-hmm. my grandmother. Nice. Um, nice. I would listen to conversations on what those women thought a great man should be. And um, I sometimes be like, damn, they right. Like, why, why, why men don't listen to what women are saying? <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah. Right? And, yeah like, <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> you know, like, it, it was always misfortunate, you know, like, yeah. they always, it, it would be a man, but there would be something wrong with him. But it mm-hmm. wasn't something too drastic where, he couldn't look at himself in the mirror and fix it. So mm-hmm. um, I just, the best advice someone told me was just to be there for your kids. And now that I'm a dad, at first, I didn't know what that was. I didn't okay. know what that connected. My son was born first and I knew I loved and cared for my son. But now the relation, that's my dog. Like, that's my best friend. <laughs> that's I my swear dog. To God, my son is like one of the smartest kids ever. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody says. Um mm-hmm. And he's super funny, super intelligent. And it's just being there for him. And when he gets older and he has questions, I'll give him my experience and what I've learned. And he I will always let him know to form his own opinion and his own thing. So um, you don't have to follow me. You know, I want you to be better than me. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of thing. And my daughter, you know, she's a month. I think she's uh a month and a, a week, I think, or something. Yeah, a month and a mm-hmm. week. No, she'll be a month and a week on Tuesday. Nice. So she came out and it was just different. It was. Uh, oh, I, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when my son was born, right? I, it's just I had never been through fatherhood or anything. Mm-hmm. It was. I, I turned white, you know, I lost <laughs> every sensation in my body. I just it's so many because it's just so much going through my mind yeah yeah but when my daughter was born like it was just clear as day like she was the most beautiful thing i had ever seen yeah when she came out like i i can't explain like i haven't even told my wife some of this stuff but it was like instant i'm gonna tell you what minute mark this is so you can share with your wife <laughs> it was like instant love but yeah. when they're little babies like I, I you know you're worrying about creating this bond in this relationship you know yeah. so but she's yeah. just like my wife yeah she looks like my wife and yeah. i think she acts like my wife already yeah. you already determined that yes so i, I that's oh. what i always wish for and i got it now so nice nice god works in mysterious ways yes 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 do you mm. think um this is always something that just from a perspective i was having a conversation with someone the other day and they asked me, you know, do you want more kids? You know, because your son is going to be no. 15. He's going to be he's going to be 15. You don't want more kids. You're done. Like, that's it. No, I'm, I'm, you're done. I got a daughter. I got a son. I'm, I'm about to be 38. Okay. I mean, my focus is them and their lives. OK, well, is it because you have your son and your daughter? So you have the pair or no, would you have stopped I mean, the way after two kids? I don't know. It's just I feel where I'm at now. My house, the house we bought specifically okay. designed for the family that we have. OK, Um, it's 95 percent. No, for me. OK, OK, fair enough. That's fair. And I don't think I, I just think 
I, and having recently just went through the process, yeah. me and my wife, like, I just feel like, yes, that's where I'm at. Is, okay. Is no. okay. I get asked, though, yo, when's the next one coming? I'm like, yeah, just I hate when just, people do that. Just, I, I really, I can't stand it. Just so you know, just so you know. It's my fault. Like, yeah, just so you what know. What do you mean when the next one coming? Can you just get to know this one now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just like, let's just like this person a little bit. Um, mm. The reason why I brought that up is because I actually get asked um, the opposite in a sense of like, mm-hmm. why'd you wait so long? Or, you know, just do it. Like, who cares? Like, you, you've already been a single mother this long, right? Mm-hmm. And funny enough, and people look at me, they're like, really? That's your fucking reason why you won't fucking do it? And I laugh sometimes, but I mean it. You know how you said, like, it was one experience when your son came out and then it's another when your daughter came out, right? And it's mm-hmm. like you already knew what the sense was. You literally just, like, fell in love. I if actually, you were, let me ask you this, though. Hold yes. on. Oh, Being a mom <laughs> to a son, right? Let's say God came and he made you pregnant one more time. Bless Not made me child. pregnant. <laughs> he made you pregnant, right? It was God. <laughs> it was God. He sent the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Would you prefer a boy over a girl? This is exactly what the conversation was about. Would I you? worry. I worry. I would like a girl, except I don't want her to be anything like me. What does that mean? So you see how you said, oh, my daughter's like, just like her mom looks like her mom and just like her mom. And that's, that's like what I thing, wanted. Right? That's, that's what, what wanted, I wanted. Right? I wanted a little her. I was a spoiled little brat. Mm-hmm. I was too ahead of myself. Very, mm-hmm. very smart. Wonderful grades. Right. Um, I always had a mouth, so I always used to get my lip popped. Um, like it, it, there was just a certain sense of who Daisy don't see was an that. issue with any of these things. So I sometimes just wonder, and and this is where I commend my mother and mm-hmm. my father, right? Because a lot of who I am today is. I think of you that. just want another boy. I think you know what it is to be a boy mom, and you love your son so much. I do love my son, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, and and I'm probably gonna get the shit about this, and people are gonna be like, "Damn, that's fucked up, Daisy," right? <laughs> I like my kid. Mm-hmm. I do. He has. Oh, I like my kid. <laughs> I do. I do. It's like, you know what it is? Like, I sometimes feel I lucked out mm-hmm. plenty with my kid. I lucked mm-hmm. out with him that the kid, he slept all through the night very early. sufficient. Oh, he that's... was very independent since a very long, very the my beginning. son right there. Right. You know, there was just so much. My son taught me how to be a dad. He's like, you yo, know, I got you. Like, I'll be sleeping through the night at 11 weeks. Got you, yo, dog. Like, that's that's beautiful. Like, who this kid is today, he's going to be 15. I've been doing this shit for 15 years. He's still in one piece. And he's an that's outstanding the goal. citizen. That's like, the goal. Keep him he, alive. Keep like, him. <laughs> keep him alive, right? Like, fed, clothes, yeah. over your head. Like, okay, great. But who he is today is i don't even like to talk about oh you know sometimes i tease it and his father laughs i mean he's like i mean it is because he's like it's because of you because you're the one who's there you're raising him every single day like mm-hmm. he is who he is because of you and sometimes i'm like he's beyond me like i sometimes feel like who is this kid he's so disciplined so so respectful he's about his soccer team he's about his health he's about his school and it's like I so worry want that son, if I pop another one me. out and they're nothing like that and I cannot give that kid back. And that's really my parental concern here. And you I'm not even joking. You can't give them back, but you got to raise them. Right. But what if I don't like the kid? This you is a will. serious question. No, you it's a will. serious question. You, you will. It's yours. So, so far you, I mean, you love your children and that's fine, but I've heard stories I love of people both of not my children. liking their children. Immensely. I mean, I, I think they would say that at the moment. 
You know, mm-hmm. you get any parent who hasn't slept a night in three weeks or some shit like that. <laughs> they'll tell you that. They'll but like, I don't like this kid right now. <laughs> give them a two hour break and then be like, yo, my kid's amazing. My that kid's all amazing. goes away when your kid comes and gives you a hug or, you know, does some funny shit. You know, I think I'm very much so disconnected from that phase. You know, I, I don't know what that's like 15 years later. And yeah. that's the hesitation I have with the whole just. And it'll kid. be hard, you know, yeah. to transition back. And like I wanted me and my wife wanted to do it like right away right. <laughs> N- to, because we're in war mode already. Might as well just stay in war mode and then to like go six years and then have to transition back to this. It wouldn't be easy. So, yeah. Funny you said that. This goes right into the great. The next question is going to be great to have a discussion with. Um, in combination of your entire life right now, where you are today, everything that you have your hands on, your greatest takeaways and the risks. What are those? I don't. I don't think there's any risks in life with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody needs to just live their life. Okay. And always think about that last day you got Oof. and if this is how i see things yes i live my life a day at a time and um at the end of the day i go to sleep thinking did i do everything in my power to be a positive person to live a happy am i happy with myself mm. first of all mm. um are my kids happy is my wife happy if the answer is yes uh, you know i could go now you know Mm. um so there's i haven't taken risks yeah everybody takes like financial risk you only take financially but i think like if you see things as because i think risks is like an ugly word but um do you we do yeah i think it's wow. an ugly word i think people see oh this is risk this is a, this is a risk i could lose this i could you don't lose or gain anything you just gotta this is the way you see things honestly interesting so Good to know that's that. how I, that's my point of view yeah. Is, is the way you see things. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Like greatest takeaway? I don't have, you know. Well, if, if today was your last day, what would be your greatest takeaway? If you were next to God, who's planning to get me pregnant in like the next year or two. Yeah. And he's like, yo, Rich. No, in two weeks. What's, not two weeks. Oh, my God. I'm trying to make it to the next Uptown Live Media Show next this summer. What did I learn? What, what did I learn? Um, what did you learn? What was your takeaway that your greatest that you could say? The culmination of it all. Just have an open mind, work hard, and choose to be happy. Be happy. Yes. Those are those are the three things, you so know. Simple. I, I tell I know it sounds very simple, but it's not. It's not so <laughs> those are three things I wanna like work hard, have an open mind. Yeah. Um and there's another one actually because uh, i wrote this down it's, it's three things i wanted my son to my kids to know nice yes but i know it's happy have, have an open mind and work hard and i forgot the other one but be happy with yourself is also in there i think that is like very important i think people feel they attach happiness to other things mm-hmm. instead of like yourself like oh i'm happy because of x y and z yes yes yeah, hearing it from Rick H here because it's so true. I think too many people fixate on the wrong shit to say or to claim or to think or to even feel happy. Mm-hmm. And they lose a sense of themselves, in my opinion. That's that's just how I see it. Um, I might be a little critical on that end, but 
I feel you on that. Um, while you find yeah. your, your your third venture, um, one last question with this: How much of your what what you would consider? Damn, I just wrote it. I found a book I wrote, <clears throat> but yeah, go ahead. Look at that. Look at that. Okay. Um, how much of your success of what you would consider to be success of what we've already discussed and had a whole conversation highlighting what, what is, um, Rick H success, right? How much of that has fallen realistically under the trials and lessons of the entire process? Has there been enough of that for you to say, that's why I am where I am today. And I am successful in what I do. I mean, I listen to myself. Basically, you know, um, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm my own therapist. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> no. OK. No, I, uh, okay. I I evaluate daily. And I think that's something everybody needs to do is in whatever space it may be. And I learn like uh, there's lessons that I take last year. I would say. Um, I learned. A big lesson in. Okay networking and um to look deeper like you don't network with people just for what they can do with you mm-hmm. network with people who you really just roll with like who are for you who are there who are about you um mm-hmm. and i think that that's what summed up all of last year for me i really saw who was there and who wasn't mm-hmm. um and I don't think I've been successful yet because if I was successful, that means everything on the chalkboard is already crossed off. Honestly, um, I'm nowhere near 200 episodes. I'm nowhere near a thousand episodes. I'm nowhere near my comedy special. I'm nowhere near my TV show on TV. I'm nowhere near my movie. I'm nowhere near my documentary. So we're going to write these down because we're going to check it off as it keeps happening. Right. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot left. I mean, there's some work done in the documentaries. The TV show is yeah, yeah. basically the characters have been established. I haven't written it. Um, I have an idea for the film. I wrote a piece of it um, and I'm at 140 episodes. So I don't, I don't feel I'm successful. I feel like I just continue to work hard. If you put your head down, work hard, stay consistent, don't pod fade. Um, things will happen. You know, you'll yeah. be in the room with some people you wouldn't even imagine you were you would you were capable to be in the room with yeah because the show will continue right it's, it's yeah yeah i mean listen to i'm gonna go back to ulysses Terrell. he said you earned my time so mm-hmm. um in the space from 2018 to now mm-hmm. i've known about 50 podcasts mm. Mm. and out of those 50 30 percent of them are still producing shows Mm. so it's if this is truly what you want to do you'll find a way to make it happen absolutely absolutely a whole word straight from the heights um yeah y'all have to listen to that for real um thank you for that we're gonna go into the overdose and that's the last segment of this show uh-oh. And with the overdose, no, nah, you're gonna get you're nobody's gonna... dying in overdose, right? This is this is a good do- overdose. I'm just saying. Can I just tell you when I thought about the name to the last fucking segment because I'm in healthcare. I was like, this sounds kind of fucked up, but <laughs> I just went with it. I just well, went with it. It could have been overtime, sudden death, something like that. Yeah, all of that. But yeah, I totally thought overdose. about that shit. 
it, it mm. weighed a little heavy on me for a couple of weeks and then I just let it go. You um, use it. Um, all right. So on the overdose, we usually go either on a raw rant of something that we are overjoyed with or that we are over it. And it could be absolutely anything in general, anything about life, anything you saw, anything at all. And you got like two, three minutes to fucking do it. So would you like to go first? Anything that's at the chip of your shoulder, maybe on your chest, whatever. I don't got no chips. You know what I am over, though? I'm over this uh, Democrat and Republican country we live in. Okay, you're right. At the end of the day, who gives a fuck who you voting for? I mean, if you got some racial tendencies, brother, you need some Jesus in your life. But I'm just this divisiveness. I hate the the like people thrive on drama and being divisive. Like they still talk about Donald Trump. The man ain't been president. You're right. You're you know? right about that. You're right. So You're right. Um, let's put that clown to bed. Let's not talk about him no more. His uh, social media platform flopped. Um, let's learn. <laughs> let's learn to be a society again um, okay. on both sides, both sides. Um, I've always said I'm more of not like. You know, there's a they say left and right, which is I think right. it's retarded. I'm more like in the shoulder. <laughs> oh You're on the like, shoulder. <laughs> on the shoulder, like I'm not an extremist. I'm not a you know a racist bigot. I'm in the yeah. shoulder right here, okay. where it's like logic. You know, um, basically, government's supposed to work for all. So if some right. shit's not working for all, then we need to talk about that shit and get that right. shit revised. Right. Um. I'm just over the divisiveness, which I think is dying down, which is beautiful. Um, I'm over the coronavirus. Okay. Um, okay. But I I'm think super, we all are. I'm super happy of where creatives are going. I'm super happy because um, uh, that, that was all negative. I hate that negative shit. I'm very yeah. happy for Mozo. I'm yes. very, I'm very happy for Sasha and Crystal. Uh, what they never told us. I'm very happy for Babel. Um, I went to a podcast dinner that was celebrating podcasters and mm-hmm. somebody who's very important asked me who you feel in this room is like someone you like and that you see is the next big thing. And I said him. Nice. Um, nice. I'm very happy for uh, the relationships I've built. Mm-hmm. I'm ecstatic about my family. Mm-hmm. Um, happy in general, like my life is good. I have no complaints. This is a vibe. This no is a vibe. complaints about nothing. Like I honestly, if I didn't get to sleep two hours, if someone cursed me out on the train, that sh- I just live like I don't give a fuck. Like you don't pay my checks like my kids Ooh. do. My Ooh. emotional checks are paid by my kids. So like, as long as I get home and they happy, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah my yeah, wife yeah. too. So yeah, I did. Uh, life is good. You know, yeah, yeah. Just got a baby girl, got a house. The beginning of this year, we just bought a new car. Life is good. Like, Congratulations! Yeah, that's a thank beautiful you, thing. Thank you. Thank you. It's a beautiful thing you. coming I out just, from the hood. That's a beautiful I thing. Just want to be progress. Just want to keep progressing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not interested in any of the petty fights or people name calling me and shit like that. Are you? Do you trend on Twitter? Is that a thing? No, I don't trend on Twitter, but okay. you know, <laughs> I do get name bash a lot, but it's cool. Really. Yeah. Damn. Hey, hey, listen, I'm doing something safe. right. <laughs> no. That is true. That is true. 
I would be concerned if there was, you know, good news, bad news is all is, is good news at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. you know what? I, I I try my best to not do the petty stuff at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am a new Daisy. Right. Since mm-hmm. four years ago, I've improved my soul. But it comes back out every once in a while. And it comes back. And and Mm -hmm. I want to just make this an overjoyed confession Mm -hmm. um, that today for the very first time in a very long time, I did update my Facebook status and I gave it a Sunday sermon type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I just said, some of y'all are like full of shit. And and we're just going to leave it to Jesus. And and that's perfect. I felt like I needed to just say that. I want to just. Yeah. Like it was just like, you know why? Because to your point, there's people like. Somebody asked you, like, who do you think is the next? And it's like, I want to give recognition to those people. I really see fucking doing the work mm-hmm. um, because I, I know what work I put or like in. people you know? who, who call me like. Yeah, th- there we go. Right. I, it's I all of that conversation. I have friendships in this industry that I value way more than anything else. And <laughs> like at this moment in time right now, if there is negative energy out there, I don't know. it. Um, if there was let it be mm-hmm. um but I, I give props to all those people and yeah i just do my thing i want genuine energy i'm gonna i'm gonna add another dose on that one i want yeah. genuine energy um very yeah. organic energy uh because you gotta they, you gotta speak to ivan manito about that he's all about I, I that. will i will i will ivan manito's the man i feel like and we live in a world where i am going to look at what is your intent with me and mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not talking about just oh, a guy who wants to date me. No, no. I mean, in general, I mean, all people, every single person that I encounter and interact with. I need to know what is I don't think intent. you should be like that. I think you should honestly just. You yourself, mm-hmm. when you interact with people, give them the genuine you. And I always get do. It, and you'll get it right back. So like if people like me or don't you like think me, so. You think so? You always get it back. You get it back. You trust me, you get it back. It might not be from that person. It might be from somebody else, but you get it back. So just just keep doing that. Forget about this. All this negativity shit. When I started out my podcast, I do. I had 13 episodes in and there was Uh like this huge negative energy around me uptown. And I just chose to ignore it and it went away and it died. And it don't exist anymore because it's trash. So I just don't, you know, I don't feed the beast. So you would you say, because I'm very particular with the protecting of negative energy, like protecting my space from it. Would you say that? I just think don't let it live in your mind. Don't even let it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. You know what? Um, I'm a very stubborn Scorpio. And so chances are right now I'm going to be like, "Eh, no, I'm going to stick to my thing, but I'm going to take it into high consideration. Right. Yeah. Just honestly, they don't pay your paychecks. Your son pays your paychecks. You pay your paychecks. You make yourself happy. And you I'm know. laughing for a reason, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to say what? it. What? Um, a wise woman once told me, I happen to have once upon a time been married to her son. Um, she once said, if they don't fuck you, feed you, or pay your rent, you don't owe them shit. Exactly. And, and if they you do, just you reminded st- me of that shit. If, if, if they do, you still don't owe them shit because... You only owe it to yourself and your kid. Even if they do one of the three or all three, you still don't owe it. One of the three or all three. If you want to be around, you be around. You find a way to be around. 
That's just my wave this year. <laughs> that is the wave. All right, Rick, do you want to tell my listeners where they can find you and support? They can find me anywhere that I live in. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, you know. Don't go to the I, Heights searching for him. <laughs> um, I produce a small podcast. Episodes are out Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. They're live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, I have uh, Instagram is at the Rick H show. You, you can follow my personal creator Instagram, which is at Rick Arrow. If you want, um, that's basically it. If you want to follow, subscribe, comment. I appreciate all that shit. Anybody who listens to my show or follows me or comments or anything. I always appreciate, I always show love. If you send me a DM, if you have an idea, you want to be on the show, whatever, I always, you know, I always write back. Yeah, he does. He, he really does. You do. I always write back. back. Yeah. Honestly, I might forget, but I'll look and I'll go back and I'll write back. Um, yeah. Not, not to say I got like 100 DMs, which I don't. I got like two, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you still go back to those two no matter what. I go back. Now I have two kids, so I might be a little busy, but I'll go back and I'll still make it because, you know, I, I respect people's time. That's one of my yeah. things. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you for coming on this platform and having this raw conversation, in my opinion. Honestly, um, this is a good time. Uh, definitely want to continue. Thank you. You're doing a great job, by the way. Let me thank just you. tell you, as someone thank who you. sits on that seat, you, you're doing a good job. As far as preparation, having your segments mm-hmm. tight and steering the conversation, no awkward silence. Yeah, yeah giving the guests space to speak and then you're able to put in your do a good job thank you i appreciate that i appreciate that thank you so much i'm mm. gonna make sure everyone nobody knows hears that shit because they think i talk too much and i let people talk the fuck no you i mean listen okay <laughs> so i know i know people who talk and have a show <laughs> um and you got a guest on and you're talking about you but you have to also like it's like you give them 60 percent of the conversation you know 20 percent is questions and then the rest is you giving in Mm -hmm. because you want the artist the audience to get to know you as well Mm -hmm. some nights you might not have a guest or you know joe Smo from the rick a show some Mm -hmm. might it just might be daisy like yo i'm here what's up you still want some people to tune in because you got some shit to say yeah You do a good job, though. I I compliment you. One of the best hosts. Thank you. I've done a few shows. Professionally, you you nailed your thing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. We hope you come back. We hope you come back. We definitely just got to ask. That's it. To to support. I'm holding you to it. To support Mm -hmm. part Mm -hmm. two Uptown Live show. We hope to be out there with you. Yeah. And, and you just got to ask. You just got to ask. When planning starts, I, I will let you know, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's, I'll talk to you off camera. We'll yeah, yeah. Off. All right. So, <laughs> no, that, there's, that, something that's else. Tea, there's something that's, else. That's the tea, guys, that you're not going to get a hold of yet, but you already know everything is going to be in the show notes. As always, all the links to go support, subscribe, review, rate. You already know how it goes. And as always, this has been another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I am your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe. 
rate and review. Talk to you later. Bye.